0: And the pitch to Alonzo. Swing and a miss. he got it.
1: Hey guys, and welcome to Broad Street to Britain, a UK Phillies podcast with me, Dave Shur at UK Phillies. And ladies and gentlemen, Alex Carr guys. Good evening, Alex.
0: Good evening, Mr. Dave. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm a little bit bummed because we're meant to have a special guest today, Mr. James Seltzer, but he's not well. So we've rearranged. He will be on. So it's just me and Alex.
0: Hey, Yeehaw. hey and as always we're, we're flying we're flying and solo. We've, we've got a
1: lot to discuss we've got mm-hmm. a lot to go through because there's a lot happening uh this week just seems to be a crazy crazy week when you think about it so the Phil's come out of San Diego three out of four. First of all Alex your thoughts on that series because hey you know harp, we'll get to the Harper injury shortly but Harper injury aside that was a statement we said in the last podcast if the Phil's can go to San Diego and win that series That's a statement. Hey, they've only gone and done it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, regardless of whether or not San Diego had, had Manny Machado or not doing that well against that pitching staff is, is a, is a great accomplishment. I mean, that pitching staff has been really, really good outside of Blake Snell, obviously um, which unfortunately led to an injury. Uh, But you know, outside of that, doing, doing that well against that pitching staff is, is, is a big deal. And you know, Of course, they had their their goose egg against. uh, Who was that against? Mackenzie Gore. Yeah, Mackenzie Gore game two, Uh, wasn't it? Gore. Yeah, yeah. Who and they had their chances, but having that goose egg is is rough. But you know, you can't really ask for more than a than a three one win. And as well as that you know if they had just won one of the games against texas the whole complexion of that yeah. six game stretch would have been so much different um unfortunately they just really did not show up in that series and uh that's disappointing but three games over 500 you know this obviously this the series against the Braves is, is is a big one um not having Bryce Harper for it sucks uh and then also you know uh and i'm sure we'll get to this but the the lineup for tonight is interesting to yeah, say the least yeah. we, will, so, um, we will touch on that yeah we, you know I just think it was a, a great series went overall and you can't be disappointed but yeah
1: and you know it, it could have been it could have been a sweep if it wasn't for Austin Nola yeah it well it could have been a sweep the offense yeah, needed again, to score some runs Aaron. in that one
0: <laughs> like,
1: well I, I don't I don't get it like the grommet the Mets why can't why can't they back up Aaron
0: it's funny because they were prior to that night. Hmm. They they were actually doing pretty well in, in Nola starts. I think it was like his last five they'd won. Um, but yeah, no, it's just not not happening for whatever reason. And it, you know, that's that's all on the offense. It's it's unfortunate, uh, but it is. Yeah, so.
1: because the bullpen allowed they were one, fantastic. one base runner, one base runner in those four games. Like okay, it's probably a bit of a bit of a you know a fluke maybe can I, you complain knows? though i don't think so who knows you know maybe the maybe the ball maybe the bullpen is starting to figure it out you know although we are having you know Bellati and Nelson yeah that can't happen that right
0: can't now, right? happen i mean uh, that's what's confusing to me about yesterday's game there were a lot of things that confused me about yesterday's game specifically the mickey moniac you know uh and by yesterday, I mean Tuesday. Um, yeah. For those who are are listening currently, um, uh, the Mickey Moniac non pinch hit uh, choice was mm-hmm. was interesting. Um, the choice to go with Bellotti, um, with Matt Olson coming up instead of somebody, and Bilotti looked good. The one mistake to Matt Olson was was his only flaw. But you know, and I've really liked Andrew Bilotti. I like Andrew Bilotti as much as as much as the next guy. But you can't have that guy pitching in your eighth inning. You just can't do that. Like, do, do, do you think we said last podcast,
1: right? That we haven't got a firefighter guy other than Sir Anthony. Do you think that was Thompson going, look, let's give Bolotti a chance here. He's done well, well. Let's see if he can, you know, possibly be the next firefighter role? Giving his chance, you know, because he had been pitching well to that point and maybe he had earned that chance to have. And now we know maybe it's not going to work out. But maybe that's what was the finger behind it. Maybe because we certainly, do need, we do need another high leverage bullpen pitcher to come in and, and you know, help put those fires out. And I, I feel that's why he went to Balati. I feel yeah. that's why I, perhaps he gave him that chance.
0: It makes sense. Um, And you know, that obviously if Connor Brogdon did not have COVID, that would have been a Connor Brogdon spot yeah. that also could have possibly been, you know, you can kind of jumble things up a little bit. I, I I understand not going to Brad Hand there. Jose Alvarado probably would have been my pick. Were I the Phillies manager, just because he's looked so good of late. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. you know, I think you got to ride that hot hand as well as you know you have their most fearsome left-handed hitter coming up. Um, and yeah, I get it. You know, Travis Darno, Austin Riley, both are, are are very decent hitters in their own right. But Matt Olson is a different breed against against right-handers. So you know, I. I feel like it was it and you're totally right. Bilotti has earned that shot, right? But you know, when you think about uh, if Connor Brogdon were here, that would have been his shot. If Sam Coonrod were here, maybe he would have gotten that. Yeah, if Coon the Phillies Coon had Coon. traded for a bullpen arm yet, maybe that would have worked out. Who knows? But um, you know, it's but, but, but that's
1: all hindsight stuff, you know. That, yeah, that, of that, course that, that's it baseball is baseball in a nutshell, right? You know, the if, ultimate if, thing. If, if it, if it, if it had worked, but Bellati, all of a sudden would be like, Oh, hang on. We can put this guy in more (laughs) often. You know, that's well, he can
0: be, he's, he's got a really great strikeout percentage this year. I mean, he's doing really, really well. And I will be the first to admit, you know, I did not expect anything significant out of Bilotti, but here we are, you know, in, in almost July now, and Bilotti is a really solid piece of this bullpen and, and it's sustainable. He's striking out a lot of guys and he's, formidably mixed up his, his pitch arsenal and to where he's, you know, throwing the slider primarily now, which is, which is really cool. Um, So I think Baladi is definitely a guy. He is definitely something. Um, And he's definitely a guy that I'm comfortable keeping in this bullpen long term or by long term, I mean, at least for the remainder of the season, but the Phillies definitely have, some work to do when it comes to finding another, they need another setup guy. It just, it has to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Especially if you're planning to use, and if not a setup guy, maybe a closer, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that um are having decent years that, that shouldn't cost you an arm and a leg. Um, So it'll be interesting. It will be really, really interesting to see. Uh, you know where they where they decide to go with that because they have a lot of holes to address.
1: Yeah, yeah, they we're, we're gonna we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there, Alex. Uh, mm-hmm. Knable's starting to find his way back. Maybe Definitely. he could play a bit of a firefighter role uh, as well. Time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah. But uh, I just I know although last night's bullpen game wasn't great. Saying that, it wasn't so, bad
0: though. Like that's the thing. It wasn't an implosion. No, right? it was two it allowed just was, runs. Brad yeah.
1: Hand and and, and Balati. And they they still both struck out one, and they only. And they're so out.
0: short-handed, like, yeah. you know, it, 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 It's not it, that bad.
1: It's not against the Braves, who are the best team, it, one of the best teams in baseball at the moment. You know, they're on fire. You know, they've got twenty right. wins this month. You know, they're they're they're, they're on all cylinders. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're a team firing all cylinders. Um, it was a bit of a sucker punch because the Phil's were just starting to get back into the game as well. Uh, Wheeler, ooh, what a frustrating being back-to-back on Zach Wheeler. Uh, that, was, uh, that was, you know, watching the game this morning back. I was like, oh boy, it's going to be like this, is it? I don't it's know. Gonna, I have, be I have a hot these. take
0: for you, Dave. I think that Zach Wheeler has, he's trying to do too much of the DeGrom thing. And I think that that's the case because you really saw yesterday. He like never in the first inning, the first time through the order, even he really rarely goes to a, to a secondary. Mm. Like he's mostly sitting cutter slider air quotes, but it's a cutter. He's mostly sitting fastball cutter for like the entirety of the, like, uh, actually it's got more of a shape of a, of a slider now, but anyway, uh, he's mostly (laughs) sitting fastball slider for like, his first time through the order usually. And that's what Jake DeGrom does, right? Like he throws I... mostly fastballs and then like maybe a slider here and there. And then he starts mixing in the change up and the curveball, etc. et cetera. Um, but I think the, the Braves were so prepared for that. And that's something they are so good at. They are so good at film study and knowing, and we see this time in and time out. They are so good at that. Yeah. Um, and just knowing exactly how to play the, the opponents, not only their pitchers, but their hitters too. And, I think they came in, they knew exactly what to look for. They knew to look for fastball, 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 um, and then maybe the occasional slider, and they sat on it. I mean, three straight exit velocities of 100 miles per hour plus yeah, uh, yeah. To, yeah. to start the game. It was, it was rough. And without those, they, they probably would have won yesterday. Without that rough first inning, the, the well, Braves only scored one run after that, except for, <laughs> you know, obviously the bullpen choices yeah, were a little that, interesting. But th- that,
1: that game... We, we should have won anyway. We've runners in the scoring position. They could have. Won, oh, yeah. Was that's it? One totally for 12 true, so. runners in scoring one position. For 10, one for yeah. 10, One for 10. We had the chances. You know, yep. and not only that, but we had at times, you know, Castellanos struck out twice with two runners on base. That team, that Braves team are there for the taking. It was like the first time we met them. We, we should yep. have won that series. The, the Braves weren't that good. We had our chances. We just can't convert, and it's... Starting to become a bit of a story of the season and these sort of defeats of just converting chances. J- Schwaber, unbelievable. You know he's, yeah. he's 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 doing everything he can. Reese um, Reese uh, yeah, cooled off obviously, but he's still getting on base. You know Reese yeah. Reese is actually going through a bit of a lull right now, but still
0: actually giving us some production. Which he is, still looks comfortable. Yeah, that's he, the
1: yeah good he idea. does yeah, and that's. That's not like Reese of previous when he's cold because previously when right. Reese has been cold, ice, ice cold, yeah. um. But now he's going for a bit of a cool patch, but still giving us some production. So good, uh, Castellanos. I, I I thought he had a good Padres series. Mm-hmm. Last night was yeah, so frustrating, so yeah. so frustrating. Yeah, and again, I I for me looking, okay, it's only condensed highlights, but. I feel like he's trying too hard. He's swinging at everything. He wants, he's just so desperate to make contact and get the ball in play. Um, how do the Phillies fix this with, with Nick? Because I've seen this a lot from Nick, especially this month while everyone else has been firing. He's been struggling. He's been swinging out all sorts, like stuff way out the zone. How do they get this out of Nick? You know, have they got a reset with him? Have they just got to go, Nick, right, take a step back? Or what what's the answer with Nick at the moment? How do we get Nick Castellanos back?
0: you know uh i don't know uh (laughs) yeah (laughs) I, i i don't know uh i i really don't have an explanation for it other than you know his chase rate is through the roof yeah um i mean it just looks really bad and usually he's one of those guys that yeah he's really aggressive at the plate but usually it pays off because he just blisters so many balls that just linger either a little outside the zone or or you know, a little bit further in. Cause he's, he's one of those guys, right? He he's like Alec bone and that most of his power comes to the opposite field, but he knows how to turn on the baseball when he needs to. Um, but it's just looked like, I mean, most of the time he's just grounding out to, to the left side of the infield. And that's, that's pretty much all he's all he's done. Yeah. Um, and- it's rough. It's really rough. I don't he's, I don't know how to fix it. He's not
1: even getting hard hits that have been he's been unlucky with now, either is he? It's starting no, to just it's, like it's you said, ground him. outs and it it's really frustrating and you can tell it's it's really starting to get to him. You can tell well, by his, you can tell by his expressions.
0: Yeah, and I really thought that um, oh, this is interesting. I'm actually looking at uh, his peripherals right now. They actually they, they don't look that bad. He hasn't expect wow, they don't look bad at all. He has an expected batting average on the season of, of 272, an expected slug of, of 471, um, which is not bad. Now that his and his ex-WOBA is really far separated from his actual WOBA. So I w- maybe there is some luck involved, but um mostly anybody that's watched Nick Castellanos, you can tell there's something wrong. Something is is yeah. is going on, and you know, he's just he's whiffing at everything. And I, I really don't know. I I suspected that maybe it had something to do with um, you know, his having to play the outfield um maybe that's just been really getting to him it's 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 hard on him and I I don't blame him he came into the season expecting to be the DH right and then the Bryce Harper thing kind of kind of ruined that and now you know uh Derek Hall I'm sure we were going to talk about this a little bit but now Derek Hall has been has been called up and he's DHing tonight while Castellanos is in the outfield so he's not really going to get that chance to to sit in the DH spot and really like you know get settled in that way so I don't know. It's really hard to say, Um, but man, he has not hit a home run in like over a month and it is just in a, in a place right now where uh, something just feels, it's weird. I don't know. It's unexplainable. And that's what's so hard to understand about it.
1: The thing is like, even in the first two months, you know, he wasn't necessarily hitting for the fences, but the RBIs were still rolling in. You know, I still think he's in the top four in RBIs for the Bills this season, but now even that's dried up, you know, the, the, the complete production. Has dried up a little bit, yeah. and uh, you know I'm not giving up on Nick by any means. You know, no, nobody can. Th- there's still a lot of baseball to be played. Hey, and it's about like getting hot at the right time. So yeah. you know, if he can then if he can go on a streak in July and, and August and September, and have this slump, that's fine by me because we need it more then than we than we do right. now. To be honest,
0: and here's um, the thing about Nick Castellanos: he is such a good hitter. Like any any guy that is a you know a spray hitter, uh, I feel it's really hard to get them slumping. And if you do get them slumping, like they're either trying too hard or something's going yeah. on with them mechanically or or something of that sort. But when they when they finally re-regulate and they finally figure it out, they go on streaks like no other. Um, Because you're just expecting, oh yeah, you know, like this guy's just gonna, he's gonna ground out. He's ice cold right now, blah, blah, blah. Hell no. That dude is gonna slam every pitch you throw at him when he finally figures this out. He is a great hitter he truly is through and through and uh you know he's he's reaching, he's at his prime pretty much right now he's 30 years old about yeah, yeah, to you know yeah. about to be 31 next year 32 you know he's he, he's got his best years ahead of him so i don't think he's cooked by a long shot no no no, um, no, no. so just and, you know, be patient there's
1: a lot of people on twitter who are already writing him off and ah, you, come on come on you guys. just got to be patient come on don't be don't write this team off don't write nick off uh, jt showing signs alive nice uh series I, I mean he's improving on it's not hard to, to improve. know what we had seen of JT really not hard um but it's nice to see that you know he has now got a couple of home runs in that series got another hit at an rbi last night all right Sp- shoots a life from jt perhaps and <laughs> it's small steps small steps but it's yeah. better than what he was given so i'm hoping this is now an upward trend for jt i think boehm is Quietly, also having a good month, really under the radar. But yeah, he, I was looking at his stats this month, and uh, he's really done okay. You know, he's got on base near more often than not. He's had a lot of multi hit games uh, this month as well. Mm-hmm. Another two hit game last night, no RBIs. Um, but Alec defensively, yeah, doing all right, which is what Yeah, we'll it's take. been okay. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, Alec Bohm is doing a good job, actually. He's doing it quietly underrated job with the fields getting on base giving our guys behind opportunity bryson start the two hit game for him hello bryson again just Mm -hmm. maybe maybe starting to find his get his eye in uh moniac the guy needs just like a home run or a a big hit to really get him going i feel because you know and it happened for stock he got that big hit and then went a bit of a run and i feel mickey needs the same right he just needs that you know, that even if it's just like a bloop or and it's a double, or he can just hit one out, out the yard, I feel that could be the spark for Nick. But he, he needs to find something, doesn't he?
0: For me, um, I just don't, I honestly couldn't tell you why. Uh, Moniac is, is at the major league level right now. I think just getting him constant triple A reps and letting him see breaking stuff, uh, just over and over and over again. I think that that is much more valuable than you know mm. having him flail at pitches at the major league level, especially when Matt Veerling has been so impressive. Well, this is what I'm um, getting to next. Okay, yeah. let's,
1: let's bring that in as well. Then, what, sure. why aren't we seeing Matt enough? Okay, this, this this he can't hit against righties, but I've not seen that. I think Jack Fritz no. tweeted it, maybe today. Like until Matt has has proved that he can't hit against righties, stick him in there because yeah. I'm I'm sorry, but Matt Veerling. I think is is it's a far better productive wise than, than Herrera or or Money and it's probably gonna give us more than what Mickey is at the moment.
0: Yeah, I that's a whole nother thing too with with Oscar Mercado is like that bringing him in is such weird timing. Um and I, I tweeted a little bit about it, but um it really makes me wonder if they've received calls on Matt Fearling. Um or if they've received calls on, on, on any of their outfield mm. guys. But um, I think that, uh, especially with Matt, it's, it's so frustrating because I think that missed catch in San Diego really uh, made some people yeah made, yeah. some people. yeah. made some people turn against him a little bit. Uh, and look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you Matt Beerling's a plus club in center field. I am going to tell you that he can, he can, he can be put out there comfortably. He's good out there. Um, not great not a gold glover, but he's average, right? Like he is an average center field defender. Um, and I think that um, it's just hard because this is something that the Phillies do often uh, is that, you know, they they see one thing that a young player does, you know, even slightly wrong. And they're like, okay, well now we know we can assume this fully of you. Yeah, um, and yeah. that's just like not, not how it should go, especially when you hit the ball as hard as Matt Vierling and his line drive rates and fly ball rates are up. Um, which is a great sign for him lifting the baseball, which is what he needs to do in order to succeed. Um, so I think Matt should just be in the lineup every day. Um, that's that's just what I think, and I think Mickey Moniak should probably be, especially with the addition of Oscar Mercado, should be down in AAA. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Odubel Herrera should just shouldn't be on the roster anymore. Um, that I mean, what a ridiculous! I mean, he had one. One, maybe two weeks of just hot hitting that are sustaining what is currently... I'm actually going to... I'll let you talk now, Dave, so I can go get these, yeah, these no, numbers I, I, because I am so angry about this. I, I'm, I'm I hoping that
1: if, if we do get Benintendi, which we will get to very shortly as well, hopefully Benintendi, Mercado, feeling would be enough to push or out of the equation. Yeah, you would And so. uh, the thing is, what... Can, can he be traded? Can he be released? What's the deal with his contract?
0: Yeah, so he's, he's, he's signed to that $1.5 million deal. He can be designated for assignment. Nobody wants to claim him. Um, then he can either be outrighted. So he can be outrighted to AAA. If he accepts reassignment, then he will go to AAA. Um, Isn't it time we, we push that button? If they want to release him, yeah. Then they, I, I think it, anyone's logging. There's just no, there's no reason no reason he should still be on this roster yeah. especially when you just claimed Oscar Mercado who does everything better than him yeah
1: yeah I, it, it, it's, it's not great it's not a huge upgrade but it's an upgrade, and it's an, it's an upgrade.
0: um it's mind-boggling I I, I, I I sort of
1: thought we might see Mercado tonight but we are not we're seeing uh Moniak Moniak uh Castellanos who's back in the right field and Schwaber with Derek Hall as the DH will get to that in just a minute. You know, let's let's go to the positives for a second. The Phil's have whatever happens, and I really hope we can finish this month on, on a season win. And I, I'm still quietly confident that we can still win this series because I don't yeah. believe in what I've seen personally when we've played the Braves, that they're 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 that much better than us. I honestly don't see it. They're
0: they
1: a also more clutch crutch. If they, they
0: could yeah. win tonight, if they if they can beat Kyle, right. Um, who has been really good um, mm. this year, and and they've they've hit him before, but you know they have to also get a good performance uh, out of Ranger Suarez. So there's a lot yeah, of he, ifs he, tonight. You don't know
1: what you're going to get from Ranger, do you?
0: Yeah. So there's a ton of ifs, but if they can win tonight, they have a great shot against Ian Anderson tomorrow. Ian well, this Anderson is what is I a, mean. Yeah. Is this bad. is what I mean. Ian well, Anderson is really bad, like very terribly. We've bad. got to
1: set ourselves up tonight for that big game tomorrow. And that that's yeah, correct. And, you know, if, if we do take the next two games out of Atlanta, what a month. Yeah. What a month. Okay, yeah. we've beaten some god-awful teams in a way, but we've beaten the Brewers in Milwaukee, San Diego. We, we would have seen off Atlanta. We, you know, okay, the Rangers series, you know, something <laughs> like that it, it didn't happen. But, you know, the Marlins, you know, the Marlins are our kryptonite. It's been a big month, and this is without Bryce because Bryce was also injured earlier on in the month as well uh, right. for the that series. A little bit, he was rested. You know, I'm not. You know, I, where where are you right now with the feels, Alex? Where where are you? Are you are you still positive? Are you wavering a little bit? Because a lot of people on social media have written this team off already, and I'm not having it. I'm, I'm no, not I'm having it.
0: It's too early. I'm actually very positive. Um, I I I think that what this. I think this team has enough sustainability to last without Bryce Harper. A lot of things have to happen. You know, Nick Castellanos really needs to start hitting um, JT Real Muto, especially given where they're putting him in the lineup. Um, JT Real Muto needs to step up too. Yeah. We yeah. could use a really nice, you know, Didi Gregorius streak here or there. Um, <laughs> you know, he's saying that before the start of the season. Uh, I know, <laughs> but you know, Bryce Harper is coming back. Bryce Harper will, will hopefully be back in mid-August. Yeah. Um, and if, if that can happen, I mean, regardless of what they do at the trade deadline, if that can happen. They, they have so many easy games in their second half of the season yeah, that, that they can yeah, truly I know PTSD, blah, 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 different team, different team. Now um, they have so many easy games that, that they can easily take. And this team can absolutely go on a run, especially if they shore up starting pitching depth. If they shore up the bullpen, if they shore up the, the offense, yeah. I mean, you're looking at a really, really great club. Um, yep. I I look at this roster and I think, you know, no matter what, if they can make it to the playoffs, they are a force to be reckoned with. Um, and I yeah, think that that's just...
1: And fully healthy. A fully yeah, healthy and, team with some additions. And, this, this team fully healthy with some extra additions at trade deadline. Don't, don't sleep on us. That's right. I'm and
0: the other thing, you know, you just mentioned the Braves. The Braves are one of the hottest teams in baseball, right? They've, they've won 20 games this month. The Phillies, if they win these next two games, they'll have one more games this month than the braves yeah i it just if and that's again that's an if if they beat the the braves in these next two games right but i mean you can't just because bryce harper is 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 hurt for six weeks you can't just say okay well season's over you know nobody on this team is good that's like that's that's bs you know kyle Schwarber is kyle Schwarber. reese hoskins has been really solid this year nick castellanos look Eventually these guys, and this is such an old head way of saying it, but like eventually these guys put up numbers that are on the back of their baseball card, right? Like that's, that's just where, where this stuff heads to and Nick Castellanos has been terrible over his last like 60 games. So look, (laughs) if that means he's going to regress or I guess ascend to the numbers that are on the back of his baseball card, you better watch out for Nick Castellanos in the second half. You better watch out for JT Realmuto in the second half. Like, I don't know what to say, other than you know, if you're giving up on this team with a whole half of the season left to go. I I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, it's not it, it, it me anyway. You got you guys know me. I am into the bitter, bitter end to the last pitch of the season. Um, but I also like this narrative of everyone's now writing us off, which makes me want this team to succeed even more. You're like, come right. on, then you know, let's go. People are now write us off, especially baseball writers outside of philadelphia and other fan bases go ah the fields are cooked that's it Harper's out mm-hmm. it gets me even more fired up you know gets yeah. me even more fired up but, you know let's just go let's prove people wrong that's what i love uh efflin back on the il uh, that? <laughs> um we need you know who was it alex coffee maybe wrote that the Phils are now going to focus on starting pitching more than relief pitching. With F you can't keep leaning on Bailey Falter. and you're right. And Bailey has been, has been better since he came back up. And yeah. I, I like what I see, but he's not, he's not the answer. You know, he's a good, no. he's a good substitute, but he's not the answer. Alex, who should the Phils go for? Um, we oh. know Montas. We know we know Frankie Montas. But
0: you've taken my leash off, Dave. Alex, um. <laughs> the fields need to
1: start a pitcher. We know we need Montas. It's going to be a tough trade deadline because it, the market's going to be hot because a lot of teams yeah. are contending. Go.
0: Okay, so first of all, I just wanted to read my, my my tweet from the other day about Bailey Falter. I don't think Bailey Falter long-term, unless he can find and sustain that velocity bump that he's had in in years past, I don't think he can really be super effective as a starting pitcher. I think he can be a starting pitcher. I just don't think he can be... As effective sure. as he would yeah. be, maybe out of out of the bullpen in a long man role. That being said, his last fourteen AAA appearances, sixty innings pitched, a one point six five ERA, a zero point eight zero WHIP, only eleven walks, and seventy seven strikeouts. Woo! I mean, that is unreal. I don't think the Phillies have had a AAA starter do something like that in. It's been years, um, and granted, that's over. That's over the last two years. But he's been really good. He's really good. That I, I am prepared to say Bailey Falter is going to be a very good Major League pitcher. I don't know what role he's going to be in yet, but I know he's going to be a good Major yeah. League pitcher. But the Phillies need starting pitching. And not only do they need starting pitching, they need starting pitching depth. I think you'll probably see them go out and try and pry away some, you know, fringe 40-man candidates that that maybe get DFA'd at the trade deadline, um, you know, that hopefully they can, they can try and grab and uh, maybe use them as, you know, flyer depth between AAA and the majors. We'll see, but they need more of that. Um, that being said, there are a few major league pitchers that I would like to see them pursue. I think Frankie Montas, like you mentioned, is is, is a decent option. And I think the Phillies match up uh, decently with the A's for a trade. Um, I personally don't love Montas just because he is one of those guys that is a little less control and a little more stuff. And I don't really like that for the Phillies rotation right now, given how stuff-reliant their bullpen is. Um, That being said, I think he's probably going to go elsewhere. Um, He is going to probably demand the highest of any pitcher on the market right now. Um, And I just, I hate paying for the highest. I like paying for the guys that you can put some extra effort into, and maybe they'll be better than what they are at their current spot. Um, One of those guys for me, Tyler Maley, He is my favorite arm on, on the market right now um just has a killer four pitch mix he is very very good has been very good for very long and if you get him out of great american ballpark i think you will see really really solid results from him as nola agrees obviously he's yeah no in, in the background in. so um tyler Maley, you know gonna cost you some um probably gonna cost you if the phillies are to make any you know trade with either the reds baltimore pirates Athletics, anybody. It's probably going to have to be a three-team trade because any of those trades will have to involve Logan Ohapi, and all of those teams don't really need Logan Ohapi. They have either the catchers of the future or they're loaded up on on catching depth um, and prospects. I don't think that that would really work for for the Reds. Um, that being said, they can definitely make something happen, um, and I think that they. A lot of people are like, ah, oh, the farm system doesn't have anything. That is wrong. You are wrong. The Phillies farm system has a Telematics. ton of really, really intriguing prospects, especially not to mention their, their top three. And look, Andrew Painter and Mick Abel are not going anywhere. That is very clear. They are not going anywhere. Um, but Logan Ohopi is unfortunately expendable. Um, you know, as are guys like Ben Brown, uh, I don't know if a, don't think it's wise to sell how you lee right now, but there are going to be a ton of calls about him. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of guys here that, that teams are going to be really interested in. Um, so they can definitely make something happen. But Tyler Maley is like number one on my list. Second to him, Luis Castillo, um, his teammate, yeah, you yeah. know, just really, really, really good. Um, one arm that I think is not getting enough attention that, you know, I don't love the idea because he has obviously taken a step back from where he was, but it would only cost them, you know, probably buying out the remainder of his contract and, and a couple of prospects. Noah Syndergaard. Um, he is owed a lot of money and that is going to significantly dip his value. The Phillies are already over the luxury tax. So if they want to go for, you know, a guy that, that could maybe get better in the second half, um, hasn't had an outstanding season, but he's good. And he's going to eat you some innings and he's, you know, he's good, reliable depth as it were, um, I really like Noah Syndergaard. I also think they could make a strong play for Herman Marquez of the Rockies. Cool. Um Ooh, interesting. Marquez is on a really, really team-friendly deal, but is having mm. a god-awful year. I mean, it's a bad, but Yeah, we, bad even year. we
1: beat Marquez up twice. I think we beat him twice. Right.
0: Yeah, he's been really bad. But if you take him on as a project that you can fix, I mean, even if, even if it doesn't, doesn't work for you you know, in those first couple of weeks, you can bump him right to the bullpen. Nick Nelson goes to Triple A. You bump Marquez to the bullpen just for just for the remainder of the year to give you some nice, you know, some inning eating down the stretch, um, and maybe a sixth starter every now and again. Um, but I think I think Marquez could be a really, really interesting target um, because he, for so long, has just been one of those guys that you say, ah, if you could get him out of course, if you could get him out of course, here's a chance, get him out of course, you know, yeah, yeah. um, g- give that a shot, um. There's a bunch of options. I out like there. it. And I'll, I'll, a lot of them are not being uh, talked about a lot because some of them might be struggling currently, but there's a few. There's a few out there.
1: Uh, it's going it to be tough because the trade deadline is going to be inflated, I think, by teams like the Mets who are going to just, again, I think spend uh, the Mets who have just lost again, by the way, tonight. the uh, Did Astros, they lose? Yes, 2 0. That's game over. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Which will give more incentive to the Braves as well because they swept. win tonight, they'll go Dang. within three of the Mets. I, I, I cannot believe the Mets, who had a 11 game lead over ourselves and the Braves, they've only got four over the Braves now. If we can yeah. win start, they'll be seven ahead of us. Hello.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, but realistically, do you see Benintendi in a Phillies jersey come August? The Royals make a lot of sense on multiple fronts in trades with the Phillies. I'm not sure. I, I tweeted about it yesterday or two days ago um, because it makes a ton of sense. Right. Andrew Benintendi was the first yeah, yeah. prospect, the Red Sox or the, the the first first rounder the Red Sox brought in prior to hiring Dave Dombrowski. Right. He watched that kid grow up. He watched that kid develop into the player he was today. And he watched him win a World Series. Right. Like it makes a ton of sense. And I tweeted about that with no personal, you know, I don't necessarily want Andrew Benintendi. I don't think he's the best fit. Um in terms of, you know, what the Phillies need. Um, But I do think Michael A. Taylor, who is their center fielder, um, is a better fit than Andrew Benintendi.
1: Former Nats.
0: Yes. Former Nat Michael A. Taylor, who has blossomed in Kansas City. Really? Um, Yes. I saw saw him at the Nationals and
1: I thought he he wasn't very good.
0: No, nobody did. I haven't seen him (laughs)
1: since. And he he was a hot
0: prospect at the Nats as well. Yes, he was. He has played, last year, he was the best center field defender in all of baseball. Taking a step back this year. Yes, I know. Shocking. But he had like 15 outs above average and and accumulated something like 15 defensive war. Um, Just absolutely crazy. He was unbelievable. Um, I can pull it up for you. But what I really like about Michael A. Taylor is that not only is he quite low risk in that, like, you know, if he stinks, at least he's going to be a really, really great glove. And you can just throw him on the bench, like whatever. Yeah. yeah. But also, he's under team control till next year, owed four and a half million dollars. Okay. And another thing that makes it really enticing while his defensive numbers are down this year, his offensive numbers are up. He's got the same weighted runs created as Andrew Benintendi at 120. Um, he has significantly cut down his strikeout rate, um, which has gone down every year. Since 2019, it was at 35.1 yeah, percent in 2019. Bad. Terrible, yeah, awful, yeah. bad. 2020 with the Nationals went to 27.3 percent. Granted, he only played 38 games that year. 2021 with the Royals, seven th- same thing, 27.3 percent. This year, 22.7 percent. Okay, so it's still not great, but yeah, he's but- also he's he's upped his walk ratio too, and currently he's he's putting on a pretty decent offensive season. And on top of that, you get a glove that is not only under really team friendly control, but you get a guy that, you know, if he does stink, he's used to riding the bench. Like, you don't, you don't have to really worry about him being, you know, upset that he's not getting starting time uh, things like that. I just want to get his DRS numbers um, just so that, because that seems to be the, the most, you know, flashy thing. Yeah. In 2021, he had 19 defensive runs saved this year. He has seven. In center field would be a massive upgrade for this team, and you know he's, he's better out. than he's. <laughs> what happened, to, to Taylor? I just he was that. Oh, well, there just, you go. Was,
1: he just struck out
0: for the Royals as you well, were. Well, there you go. That, that K percent's going up.
1: And very quickly, last one. This, mm-hmm. do you think the fields pull the make or make the moves sooner rather than later, rather than waiting for the trade deadline? Because we sort of need these guys now.
0: I think now, yes. Johan Camargo just went on the injured list. Um, just you know, I was
1: just about to get to that as well. Come on, yeah. Back uh, on the
0: IL, they need they need an infielder. They oh, need really bad. Um, they Ping need somebody. Again, isn't it? Uh, I I think nobody makes more sense for them than Brandon Drury. Um, he just seems like a guy that 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 would be a really good fit. Shouldn't cost you too much prospect wise. Um, so you know, I think that there are a lot of ways that they can upgrade, um, and they can do so meaningfully without expending too much of a prospect cost. Um, again. They should really be looking at taking on money rather than giving up prospects, um, which I think they might do for for starting pitching. That's why I think I think Noah Syndergaard is 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 a little bit of a of a lock here uh, to to be a Philadelphia. You heard it
1: here first, guys. You heard it here first. It just
0: makes so much sense. He harbors so much not resentment, but he harbors a lot of uh, ill will towards the Mets, and I think that's motivational for him, Um, as well as oh yeah, and as well as you know that then gives them their starting pitcher that they're like, okay, nice. We got that out of the way. Didn't cost us too much. Let's go out and let's, you know, cause they have resources to use. That's the thing. Like they do have resources now. And and we talk all the time. Should they, you know, sell high on these prospects? Well, now's the time with Logan Ohapi. Like, and look, I'm the last guy that wants to see any of our homegrown guys go, but, Logan O'Happy is having a really great year. He, he has is. finally leaked into the top 100 prospects lists around all of baseball, not just MLB I was, pipeline. Who I was kind
1: of, I was kind of thinking if Derek Hall's coming up, maybe maybe Logan's for the next, it's gonna be the next man up after him if, if this doesn't work out. You know, maybe
0: they would, they would need to make a 40 man move, and that would actually lower his trade value. But I mean, uh, I just think that I think that they need to. uh, they need to start learning when to sell high, and I think selling high on Logan Ohapi is the best idea now because his position is locked up. It's locked up, whether yeah, you well, like it is. or not. It is, yeah. You're, and even, you're not even trading behind JT.
1: Logan, we've got prospects still coming through.
0: Right. You're not. You're not trading JT. It's just not happening. So, you know, it's it. It makes all the sense in the world that he would go. And what's great is they can they can sell high and not have to worry about like you know, yeah, maybe they're log jammed at the major league level, but no team's going to be like, you have to trade him. You have to trade him. No, they don't. They certainly don't. So yeah. it's going to be really interesting to see what eventually, what deal, if any, he is placed into. Um, I do think that they they err on the side of, of using money to acquire a starting pitcher and then using Logan Ohapi in a yeah. multi-piece deal yeah. um, that gets them more than one piece of help, um, whether that's, you know, a three-team deal with, you know, the Reds and somebody or, a you know, something like that. I just think that they are going to they're going to make use of their resources. This year being their money and their top tradable prospect.
1: And um, uh, very quickly Derek calls up in mm-hmm. the lineup, clean up. Oof. You know, the, yeah. the field I, I like it, Alex, because the fields are quite aggressive and they're not hanging about. They and, and Thompson knows and the guys know we need bats. We need we yeah. need bats and production and Derek calls had a fantastic year so far in the minors. 20 home runs already. I don't care what level you're playing at this stage of the season, that's still mightily impressive. And it's a chance for him. He's in DH. He's gonna be DH the whole time, isn't he? Or do you think he'll take time off Reese? And Reese goes DH he's then got a better glove than because then He wants to be DH. What happens, Alex?
0: He's got a better glove than Reese Hoskins at first base. Um, I don't know why they're DHing him tonight, but maybe just to like keep him nice and comfortable. Um, but he's got a better glove than Reese at first, so it will it will be interesting. Um Matt Winkleman put it best, I think. Um, Matt was saying earlier today that uh, you really you can't lose in this scenario. Um, you get some help in the interim while you're looking for bats. Um, you know, if he's bad, he's bad, whatever. He's going to be a minor league free agent next year anyway. So if you didn't add him to the 40-man roster, he was going to elect free agency. Right, so right. it's it's like, you know, you you really can't lose anything here.
1: This is like a gamble-free chip. Yeah, Unwriting. worst comes to
0: worst, you, you you designate him for assignment, and he gets claimed, and you know you lose him a couple months early when he was going to be a minor league free agent anyway. Okay. Um, yeah. But I don't want to speak about him like that because Derek is a class dude. Yeah. He is, yeah. Come on, Alex. He he is is a
1: Derek Hall. People that don't know, people who may not follow the minors as much, what are we getting out of Derek core other than the power of twenty home runs, which is mightily impressive? What does he bring to us? What does he bring to the table?
0: He is such a good person. Um, he is. I, I got to talk to him earlier in June. Um, just a very confident, but patient guy um, who is, is ready. It was always for him. It was always the way he spoke about it. It was always a matter of when, not if, right. So he is ready. Um, he's done everything this year to show he is ready and what makes him really marketable right now. Um, and I mean marketable as in like what makes him playable at the major league level, not like what might make him a trade chip, what makes him marketable. He has destroyed left-handed hitters or uh, right-handed pitchers. Uh, this year. I mean, absolutely demolished them. Uh, I tweeted about it earlier today, 17 of his 20 home runs have come against righties and he's oh. hitting, he's got like a, a 1.04 something OPS against Okay. Them. Like, okay. He is okay, I like it a right-hand pitching demolisher. Um, and he's just, like, that is all he was missing. He was missing one marketable skill. Right. And now he's got it. And not only, I mean, his strikeout rates have been down this year uh, by down. I mean, up, in the good way. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's he's done well to limit his strikeouts. Um, he is still struggling against lefties, but he's still faring fine. Um, you know, against the overall competition in triple A, right? He he's broken out. This is his breakout. So why not? Why not call him up? Why not see what you can get until you're ready to like get another bat in here, right? Like he is hot right now, he is killing it, and you're about to face a whole mess of right-handed pitching going on going forward. So, yeah,
1: because the cards are coming up with their right yep,
0: hand, their right hands. Yep. 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 Yeah. So it just makes it makes sense, and I'm really, really happy for him. Um, and he deserves this. I mean, he is just an all around really great guy, patient, confident, really just ex- excited to be here, and that's that's what's cool.
1: Right. Quickly from you guys on social media, uh, Jeffrey says he's optimistic, remains hey. positive until the last day of the season. Good man. Uh, sure, having Harper out makes things hard uh, harder but I think the Phil's can break the playoff drought. Good man, Jeffrey. Grant Geraghty <laughs> says, optimistic, unless he gets swept by the Braves. Um, need to win these next two. Jesse says, optimistic. We haven't seen the best from the few hitters. We haven't seen the best uh, from the, from a few of the hitters, like we were saying earlier on with JT, obviously, and um, uh, <laughs> Nick Castellanos, of course. Uh, if DD can flip Diddy's expiring contract will have to eat some dollar for a center fielder rental when bryce and gene return they're playing 500 ball this team could be scary come playoff time Do you see it's an option? Didi, flipping diddy's contract
0: no i think that uh whatever you'd flip it for is probably more trouble than it's worth and uh, unless i mean they could go and look at like well this probably wouldn't make any sense but they could go look at like eohenio suarez um of the mariners and they could like you know try and shift some of Didi's money away but i don't think that makes any sense he's expiring at the end of the year anyway and he hasn't been terrible right like defensively he's been okay so he's been a bo- um,
1: alex i think he's been a bonus this season he's given yeah. me he's, even with a glove he's given he's given me far more than what i ever think would even get me too already, so. i
0: thought that he was going to be terrible so i'm you yeah. know i'm i'm cautiously um not optimistic about him but i i, I think that you can you can keep him on the bench worst case. Uh, like he's better than any other bench guy that you're going to get. Right. So um, worst comes to worst. Yeah, exactly. If they did trade for somebody like Brandon Drury, right. And Brandon Drury starts at second base. um, And Bryson Stott shifts over to shortstop, something like that. Then you're like, okay, well, this is much better. Like this is, this is way better. And you can just keep DD on the bench. Like, yeah. and yeah, he's going to yeah. be pissed about it, but whatever, who cares? He's gone next year. He's anyway. going
1: like, yeah. It's like, he, he's out the door he, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Jack says it should be a fun second half of the season. Making the playoffs was always going to be hard without harp. It just got harder, but it's a fun group of guys and we should get to see some fun baseball. I think so. You know, I, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Let's not write this team off yet. Uh, Pete Brat, of course, uh, from oh, Pete. says I'm still on the fills. Get some bloody ball. help, uh, ball pen help though
0: Okay. Um, wait a minute. Because I want to, I want to talk about that real quick because The bullpen is, is not, not only not as bad as a lot of people think it is, but like, think about how like run down it has become since the start of the year. Ryan Sheriff is on the injured list. Look, and these aren't huge contributors, right? But they were guys that were looking to, they were looking to come into the season as, as contributors. Ryan Sheriff is on the injured list. Sam Coonrod is on the injured list. Ken Emmanuel probably being looked at as starting pitching depth, but either way, um, you know, but all three of those guys. Connor Brogdon just made it onto the injured list. Like the pen is short-handed, but when it's healthy, you're looking at Sir Anthony Dominguez, Corey Canable, um, Jose Alvarado, Brad Hand, probably you know, Ryan Sheriff, maybe. Um, Connor Brogdon, Sam Coonrod. Dare I say Sam Coonrod? No, okay. I don't think so. Um, whatever, but like you're you're looking at a really decent that's already yeah. seven guys, right? Like, that's a decent a decent slew and especially if they add an arm at the deadline, like it's not that bad. And Andrew Bellotti too. Like it's not that bad. It's yeah, really I, not.
1: And I, I think opposing teams of lawyers have this because when it goes wrong for the fields, it goes usually wrong in dramatic style. And it gets all over Twitter and, and social media. And that's, that. and that's what opposing fans see when, you know, we know when we see, watch this every day and we know this ball club very, very well, we know how it really is, and, yeah, and, and that's the main thing. Would you take Would you take the Bassman off the Marlins?
0: I would love to. I, if, I mean, I've got. I that hate
1: they'd, they'd want too much. That's the only problem.
0: Yeah, and I hate trading with the Marlins, um, just because I don't want to. And look, they're they have some intriguing options this year. They've got John Birdie, who has three years of control left. Neither and, in stolen bases. Oh my gosh! I mean, he would be a huge boon for the Phillies. You could put him right at leadoff. And then you could you could bump Kyle Schwarber down if you want to, or you can put him at the nine hole, whatever you want to do. But like yeah. he's really good. He's really good. I've always loved him. Um, and he's got a ton of control left. Probably would be quite expensive. Um, the same can be said for for Anthony Bass because he's on a team friendly deal for for you know this year and next. So um I don't know. I, I I don't like trading with the Marlins, but I I wouldn't mind it. I certainly would not mind it.
1: There we go, Pete. Bass man. There
0: you go, Pete
1: it is a yes, but. I, like I like I said too when well, I was tweeting to him, Marlins are gonna want way too much of what we can offer. Uh Drew Asher says season definitely not over. I'm looking at optimism. So you optimism yeah. still there. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll need help at the trade deadline. And I think JT Reese Castros need to step up and fill the void with June schwarber becoming July schwarber Yeah, <laughs> no, that's interesting. Let's not tell let's not tell Schwaber that June's even ending.
0: Yeah, let's truly.
1: Keep it rolling, but I'm really interested. I know it's stupid, but the turn of the calendar, are we yeah. still going to get this hot Schwarber? Uh it, it should, right? <laughs> he should. Either he should way. become July Schwaber.
0: He is just, I mean, he's on pace to hit like what? 45, 47 home runs. He's in the 40s. Right yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, like if, if, if you're going to sit here and tell me that having this guy till his age 32 season wasn't worth it. Like, I'm so I'm so excited to have Kyle Schwarber on this team long term. And I'm really excited for when Nick Castellanos picks up the bat again because truly, I mean, those two guys, when they are going at their best, they are crazy, crazy good baseball players. Yeah, um, and, and enough
1: to fill the void while Bryce is down.
0: Certainly, certainly. Especially when you bring in reinforcements at the deadline. And yeah, the second half schedule is so easy. Yes. I'm just yes, I'm, Alex i'm really i'm really really looking forward to when they go on some form of run because they do they have that span of like like 18 games against like the marlins diamondbacks yeah, august, pirates august and, and reds it's around august like, time it's it's opens up nicely that should be just like a slaughterhouse and i honestly and those teams will be worse than they already are yeah well, because they sold, will have any traded all they of their had. good players so i don't know i'm really looking forward to it um I think that this team definitely still has a lot to give you, but I think winning these next two games against the Braves would really help a lot of people's outlook. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mickey Diaz what? says, still up, beat optimistic. Uh, even when this, uh, even when the season is over, because, of, sorry. Still are being optimistic, even when their season is over because an exciting off-season awaits. Trey Turner, anyone? Maybe DeGroff up upon opting out. John Moran, uh, again, on Trey Turner. Trey Turner will be great, but the bullpen needs strengthening first. Uh, I need, I'd, even, I'd even say starting pitching too. Optimistic of a wild card, but we need to find a way to beat the teams above us. Uh, and Jim Hatton says, in my opinion, we need to be preparing in the trade deadline this year for building a team to compete next year with the Yankees, Dodgers and Padres, etc. Gotta go big now. Harper, Wheeler, Nola, Schwabs. They're all on their prime. Go for it, D.D. Um, interesting point looking ahead yeah. of next year, but I'm always now. It's just
0: yeah, no, they have to you, they have you to you have your
1: window. Baseball's a funny sport. You have your windows now. You gotta take it now. <laughs> you know? It's not only
0: that, it's because you,
1: you, you, you don't know what's gonna happen in the future. You know, we could right. have some bad injuries and that's it, yep. you built for the future, and your injuries have just completely buckled it.
0: But you're also you're looking at a roster of guys that are heading into their, you know, their primes, but also then the back end of their primes. And you can't mm-hmm. you can't wait yeah. anymore. You can't. Um, you 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 truly you have to push your chips at some point. Um, and I'm not saying they should go all in at this year's deadline, but they need to make an effort. They need to make an effort, they need to try and in the aggregate somehow make up for the lost value of of, of Bryce Harper. And then when he returns, you have this lineup that, you know, that's exactly what they need. Like it's this lineup that that was producing, but then gets the biggest boost of all time in Bryce Harper and then Gene Segura. Like yeah, yeah, it two, it's a two, two star players. Yes, it's a good it's a good team, and they are a great team when they get Bryce and Gene Segura back. And you can only get better at the trade deadline. Like I don't think you can worry about you know. Uh, when Bryce gets back, this person is going to have to shift to either a bench role or to center field or to this place or whatever. You can't worry about that right now. You have to go out and acquire the best player exactly. that you can yeah, that's yeah. going to make up for the lost value of your player. And 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 look, I get it. You know, People really want that flashy name. They want that Brian Reynolds, that Cedric Mullins. But those guys aren't necessarily the best fits right now. Um, you, you, I don't know. I just think that there are so many people out there that are trying to think about this too hard. Instead of just looking at the opportunities presented in front of you and just saying, "Hey, those guys are good players," worst comes to worst, when Bryce Harper comes back, we maybe have to struggle to find them some playing time somewhere. But I just I think that you you really have to uh, you really have to just just focus on how to win as many games as possible in the time between not having them and having them again.
1: Which is why going back to Derek Hall, I like this move yeah we need, we need hot
0: bats we need yep. it now
1: he's yep, hot yep, yep. get him in get him in clean up Completely let's agreed. go let's ride with it like I say risk-free um so the Mets have lost again tonight the uh Brewers won the Giants are already winning so the Phil's do need to win tonight just to keep just keep pace with the wild card keep the yep. Phil's are doing well at maintaining that four free gap we did have it at one and a half uh after the Padre series but Hey, the Mets are just starting to slow up. You know, I'm not riding out. Well, still a big, it's still a big, big ass. But if we can win this Brave series, possibly get to within seven, six of the Mets, and then that puts pressure on the Mets. You know, hello, all of a sudden the division starts opening up. We were 14 games adrift at one point. If we win tonight, we have that gap. It's only July. It's only July. There's so much baseball. So many people write it off. In, there is so much May. time. Oh, the Mets are going to win. They're going to win at a canter. Hey, look, they're only four ahead or three and a half ahead of the Braves now.
0: It, everybody was like, <sighs> when, when they were 10 and a half back of the Mets or 11 and a half back, everybody was like, oh, great. They're on pace to be 22 and a half back by, you know, this day. <laughs> yeah. They're eight games back folks
1: exactly baseball is a long season y'all relax (laughs) yeah a a week's a long time in baseball 24 hours can be a long time in baseball you know that's the beauty of of baseball just let it play out sit back and let it play out i just want to beat the Braves so bad
0: yeah me too
1: i I just i just don't i don't think you're that much better than us again last night it showed if we could just convert two of those runs and go ahead and I, I just, I just think that tonight, I, I agree. I'm not sure about tonight. I don't, I, the, the lineup, you know, the daycare kids uh, to see if they can, they can pull some out of the bag and then we've got a great shout, but uh, maybe, maybe Nick Castellanos might, I don't know, where find something. You know, I, I just don't know this Phil's team at the moment. You know, you, you, when you start to think and maybe write them off in some games, they just come out. And, know that. and by the way, Nick Wright's having a great season, but we've, We've done some great things against some very good pitchers this season, especially yeah. this month. So that's and- that side of things make, makes makes you think. Well, you know, we've we've really beaten up some, well, not beaten up. We've really gone well against some good pitches. Why not tonight as well? But I need to yeah. Sit, I I need this series win. I need it so bad. I, I I really I think what a way to finish the month if we can and going into July just beating the Braves um however we, we can't get swept that's that's the bottom line the, 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 although june's been a great month if we got swept to the braves that would just suck the life out of yeah. the fan base i think
0: interesting uh interesting nugget here jt realmuto uh has two home runs against kyle Wright, and is apparently i guess this would be two for five against him uh in his uh Oh. In his career. Oh. Obviously they've only they've only really seen him this year. Um so not a lot yeah, to go but off of. But, JT but had a
1: grand slam against Wright in the in one of the opening series against the Braves in 2020 or 2021. Probably. I swear, um, I swear JT's got a grand slam against him in his Kyle life. Wright is
0: definitely he's a totally different pitcher now, but yeah, I think uh I think that's probably correct. I I, um,
1: I can just I can remember it. I don't know why. I think me and Bob from Braves UK were doing that live periscope thing during the game. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure JC got a grand slam, and I'm pretty sure it was, against, it was against Wright.
0: Well, he sees him well, so uh, we'll see, we'll see, what, we we we'll go. see what happens. But... Bring
1: in your background, uh, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure. Big two games around the month, big mm-hmm. Caddles series to kick off the month, and then we're into back into some easier sh- schedule. July then starts to open up again. What we've got the Nats. I've got to fit in the Marlins again before the all-star break let me have a cheeky look oh blue Jays are in between that
0: yeah oh, that series is going to be a mess
1: yeah in in Toronto okay yeah, I, I, I've bad. already got a f- the vibes of that Rangers series already that, with that just
0: series. be no just be prepared because they they're not going to be able to take a bunch of their players to to Toronto of course it's... the covid restrictions we'll, we'll get to uh we'll,
1: there's we'll probably get some
0: to... important guys that they won't be able to bring
1: we'll, we'll get to the Jays um right Alex <laughs> Absolute pleasure. Uh, next as week, always. We, we will get James Seltzer on top of the week's time. Don't worry. We'll have him back, and that'll be a hell of a pod as well. And next week, it could be the OGs. We're going to get Ryan back. And the O de Paul Street to Britain OGs, Alex, oh. myself, and Ryan, will hopefully be here next week as well. I can't wait to
0: find out who Ryan's Richard Rodriguez is uh, this year. I, I can't wait. Yeah. It's gonna be yeah. Great. We'll,
1: yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get to that and we'll look ahead to the uh, what will be probably the Nats series and the, the Cardinals again in St. Louis. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Guys, enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy your week. We'll be back next week. From me, Dave Shaw, ring the bell. And from Alex.
0: You get to smash the bell from me.
1: Yes. Tonight. Good night, guys. <laughs> And
0: that ball is gone! Three-run home run for Bryson Stott! The prayers have been answered! It's gone!
1: Hey guys, welcome to Brawl Street to Britain, a UK Phillies podcast with me, Dave Shaw, and and only me today because Alex Carr is away on vacation. He's at his brother's wedding, hopefully having a fantastic time. Um, But I still had to pod this week because the draft. Now, I know to a lot of you guys stateside, you're just seeing the draft names come through and just seeing their stats and that's all you're going off. But for us... The 93rd overall pick and the Phillies' second overall pick was a big one for us this side of the pond, because that was Team GB's and Baseball Scotland's very own Gabriel Rincones, outfielder from Florida Atlantic University, drafted by the Phillies. It's, and it, you know, it wasn't just Phillies U- UK based and European based Philly fans who got excited about this. This was a big deal for everybody this side of the pond, for baseball fans, British baseball fans, Team GB fans. You know, this, this is huge. You know, th- Twitter went crazy. Um, this is a massive deal for us. You know, this is incredible. Uh, team GB player, a prospect, has been picked up by a major league team. And it's us. It's the Philz. Uh, so I was incredibly excited. A lot of people this side of the pond, we're incredibly excited and absolutely stoked uh, for Gabriel being drafted. So I thought, we've got to get him on because his story is incredible as well. From Florida to Venezuela to Scotland to Venezuela to Florida. And now drafted back uh, drafted by the Phillies. And he'll be heading back to Florida, back to uh, into Clearwater, playing for the freshers down there, coming up. So I had to get him on. So guys, this is my interview with Gabriel Rincones. Uh, I'm very excited. (laughs) He can't wait to get going. This is a great chat. Enjoy, guys. And that
0: ball is...